If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 84, page 445. O how amiable are thy dwellings, thou Lord of hosts! My soul hath a desire and longing to enter into the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found her in house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. Even thy altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be always praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are thy ways. Who going through the veil of misery use it for a well, and the pools are filled with water. They will go from strength to strength, and unto the God of gods appeareth every one of them in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold, O God our defender, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For one day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in tents of ungodliness. For the Lord God is a light and defense. The Lord will give grace and worship, and no good thing shall he withhold from them that live a godly life. O Lord God of hosts, blessed is the man that putteth his trust in thee. Psalm 117 on page 487. 
Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye peoples. For his merciful kindness is ever more and more toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third verse of the 46th chapter of the prophet Isaiah. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth, who have been carried from the womb, even to your old age, I am he, and even to gray hairs I will carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and deliver you. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Listen to me, you stubborn-hearted, who are far from righteousness. I bring my righteousness near. It shall not be far off. My salvation shall not linger, and I will place salvation in Zion. For Israel, my glory. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifteenth verse of the first chapter of Ephesians. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in which that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared 
before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, in our first lesson here from Isaiah 46, God is um, comparing himself with the idols of Babylon. I think the context for this is important. So the context for this is God's response to the doubts that Israel had developed during her time of exile. Israel began to believe that perhaps the Babylonian gods, the Babylonian idols, were the true gods, as when they looked at their present state, their previous state in exile, uh, it seemed like the Babylonians had conquered. So maybe their God wasn't the real God and the Babylonian gods were the true gods. So in this larger section of chapters 41 through 47, God is responding to these accusations to which he essentially says, no, it's not that the gods of Babylon are real. It's not that the gods of Babylon are in charge. They are man-made, as he says in verse seven, it stands there, it cannot move from its place. If one cries to it, it does not answer or save him from his trouble. So God says, what actually happened in 
the exile was that I was judging you for your sin. And then secondly, God is saying to them that, can't you see that I raised up Cyrus and, and the Persians? Can't you see that I raised up Cyrus to the, defeat the Babylonians for your sake? So I think this pattern here is a similar pattern that we see in our own lives. And that is the issue of really placing our faith or our confidence in something, well, oftentimes in everything else but God. Um, and we often do this without realizing it. I think this is the pattern. We do this without realizing it. And then it often goes unnoticed, this, this reality that we're actually placing our faith in something other than God. It goes unnoticed in our souls until suffering comes typically, and these things are taken away. And it's only then that we realize that we weren't placing our faith in God all along. But then we blame God for it. We blame God for our circumstances, which is what Israel was doing here. Failing to see that what's actually being given is an opportunity or it's what's being given in the suffering when God takes these things away. What's being given is an opportunity for growth or purification, an opportunity to turn away from these false gods and to turn to God and actually start placing our confidence in his provision and his goodwill for us. And then in our second lesson, Ephesians 1, the second half of Ephesians 1. So in these verses, St. Paul is entering into a, an extended prayer on behalf of the Ephesians. It's essentially made up of three parts. So there's a thanksgiving, an intercession, and finally a profession or a confession of faith. So he gives thanks, gives thanks for their faith and love. He intercedes and prays for their growth. More specifically, that they would know the hope that they're called to and then the inheritance that they're called to. And finally, God's great power for those who believe in him, who raised Jesus from the dead and exalted him at his right hand. So we're starting to get now, we got this a little bit um, this previous Sunday with the forward-looking reference to the giving of the paraclete or the Holy Spirit. And we see it here too. Um, this, we arrive at this point in Eastertide, and the church shifts us a little bit in our vision to look forward towards the ascension when the redemptive work of Christ is completed. And this last section of our reading here shows us why we celebrate the ascension and why Christ is our true hope and our inheritance. So it's not only because Jesus was raised at Easter and lives, but that he presently reigns as king and everything in all of the created order is subjected to him. Really an amazing thought when you think about it. Everything in the created order is subjected to him. Um, and he's the one we worship and he is our true hope. We'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. 
reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you, Father Kevin. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>